0: Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, an exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello,
1: hello everyone. Hello, we are on episode number 74. All right, we are on text number or chapter number 9 text number 31 and a quick recap of the last episode Shamali
2: nice so we talked a lot about accidental fall downs in the previous episode meaning things like let's say I don't know you deviate from the path a little oh man I'm not churning my rounds or I'm not really thinking of Krishna things like this and there's a beautiful part of the purport that was saying these little accidental fall downs they're like the little dark spots of the moon that those dark spots do not they're, They 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 don't become an impediment to the light of the moon still shining so brightly on this earth. And you know, that made me think of a beautiful little thing that my dad once told me that, see, his spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Goswami, was sometimes very heavy with his disciples, you know? And my dad was saying that for uh, some of the disciples, they, they struggled with, you know, your ego grapples with you, like, I didn't deserve this or that, or why was he heavy to me? And my dad said that You know, there was some time that he also struggled with that. But after Tamal Krishna Goswami passed away, he remembered thinking one night that, you know, I'm holding on to this resentment that are like the dark spots of the moon, that I'm just so focused on these little things that it's stopping me from seeing the brilliance that is the moon. And my dad said that the moment he had that kind of realization, his relationship really flourished with his spiritual master after Tamal Krishna Goswami had passed away to the point where my dad would say his relationship now even is deep. And better and more evolved than when he was alive, Mm -hmm. that my dad felt he was still a newer devotee. And my dad Mm -hmm. felt that it helped really, uh, he got over his ego and all these Mm -hmm. things. So it made me think that uh, also that ties into the nature of like, Krishna gives us exactly what we need to receive in order to grow and evolve, and little impediments on the path, accidental fall downs, or when we're so focused on something that can be like a tiny little speck on the moon. All these things are for our ultimate growth, and when mm-hmm. we can zoom out and see the brilliance of the moon for what it is. The sentence is incomplete, but there we go. (laughs) Krishna is
1: also very forgiving too, right? If we fall down in all these little ways, or even if we fall down the stairs, he's very, very forgiving. You know what I mean? Like Krishna sees like who, what we're trying to really endeavor for, he sees that devotion. And so like that last verse is like things that we've done in the past that might've been bad, like those can be wiped away because of our sincerity and our devotional path.
2: Yeah. And -hmm. we talked Mm -hmm. about giving that forgiveness Priya brought up, giving it to yourself as well, not just to others, because we talked a lot about the mentality. If if we see these little accidental fall downs, don't slip into a critical mindset just Mm -hmm. because someone might be doing something you don't agree with, or someone might be a little bit different vibes than, you just
1: different vibes. Different vibes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that made
2: me think. When uh, yeah. I, I'm a Spanish teacher, and when I was sick for oh secret spilled. I was the one that was sick. I was trying not to say that. Ah. Anyway, when I was sick, they had this sub, Sister Mary. So she's an older Irish nun and she's very strict. So when I came back feeling better, the kids were like, oh my God, thank God you're back. We're so happy. You have no idea. And I was like, I know, I know Sister Mary might not be your exact style, but doesn't mean we can't show her respect, you know, and one an of them was an appreciation. And one of them was like a little fifth grader. Sister Mary's evil. And I was like, we do not say a nun is evil. She's like, yeah, you know, a nun. And I was like, she is holy and spiritual. Luke is hilarious. That's like, it was That's funny. So funny. <laughs> but I, it was the exact thing that when I was reading this and thinking of the mentality that we should have, especially towards senior devotees who, let's say, they do stuff we don't agree with. It's kind of like, okay, just keep our head down and we can still be respectful. and, Like you say, show appreciation for Sister Mary, even though she's not your style. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope Sister Mary doesn't hear a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt you no,
0: does. I, I doubt think she'll like what you just said. Yeah, appreciation. Yeah, yeah, hey.
1: yeah. Okay, nice. And then other people, other people like we can't judge them and they're not evil. Just like Sister Mary is not <laughs> evil
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay, moving on. This is
1: a lot that was not covered in
0: the recap. Like this was not this quite was a good. recap, but that's okay. You guys, you know, just go listen to the previous episode <laughs> yes, But yes. for now, shall we do the invocation? Invocation.
2: Oh my God, oh, yeah.
1: Translation I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances unto them. All right, chapter nine, text number 31, Priyadarshini. Yes. In order to read 31, I
0: think I have to read 30th because it's kind of a continuation and it will make a little more sense. So to read 30th, it says, even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then it goes... Uh, the next one goes. He quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace. O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. So to continue mm. that that. One who is determined, mm-hmm. right in their spiritual ser- uh, uh, spiritual service, yeah, devotional devotional service, yeah. yes, in their devotional service, um, even without with those small fall downs, even with those situations, uh, the accidental fall downs, he can quickly become righteous and attains mm-hmm. lasting peace. Beautiful, because his devotee never perishes. I love that. It that's is, so beautiful. That's become quite mm-hmm. a famous
2: line, right? One, uh, my devotee never perishes. They like, I, you know, you hear that in all sorts of contexts. Whenever mm. a great soul passes away. You know, everyone repeats that my devotee never perishes. He always continues, you know, and Prabhupada clarifies in the purport exactly what we talked about when we were saying, okay, what is an accidental fall down? Prabhupada says that the Lord says one who is engaged in mischievous activities cannot become a devotee of the Lord because these accidental fall downs they're not mischievous activities meant to hurt someone. They're your own fall downs off the path of
0: your spiritual. Your life. own deviations because of Maya. And, right, right. Yes,
1: and uh, I, I don't want to forget, because you, you read number 30 and 31 together... The, we still have to understand that we still have to do the work right absolutely. like devotional service like we still have to put in the effort to convince Krishna okay like I, you're my priority now right and like that there still needs to be work that done you don't just become righteous and attain peace and be like alright now I'm a devotee of Krishna like there's still right. work along the path that needs to happen you know yep. what I
2: mean? Oh absolutely sure. and they even mentioned exactly what you're saying Shaman the purport okay like generally a devotee is one who's engaged in the nine types of devotional activities and we're trying continually to cleanse ourselves and because of bringing Krishna into our hearts and continuously thinking of Krishna that's how we become purified by nature because if not one might think how is a devotee pure if he continues falling down and making these quote unquote abominable acts it's because we keep striving to keep Krishna in our hearts and Mm. through that Krishna will always purify us because he's in our hearts I love
0: that and also um, unless you want to say something I was going to say something stupid but go ahead We (laughs) love love go for it we love it
1: (laughs) okay so like have you guys seen The Office before? (laughs) okay so there's this episode no. called like is about bankruptcy <laughs> right and so basically michael scott the main character was like how do i declare bankruptcy and then there, someone was just like you just declare it so he went to the roof of the office building <laughs> and he's like I
0: declare bankruptcy and I love
1: that Krishna uses the word declare in this because he's like oh son of Quincy declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes you know? <laughs> that's, that's what they yeah, reminded you so of remind me of Michael Scott so you know what Shama
2: will be doing tonight on the rooftop <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be... never perish <laughs> so they're like 9 uh, one this lady's doing it again she keeps doing this every night declaring She's herself
0: <laughs>
1: she's doing it again that's
2: funny that's hilarious uh, well uh, anyways probably
0: basically ends this uh poor board by saying that chanting Hare Krishna will protect a devotee from all accidental fall downs mm. and therefore we can continue in our path to growth so yeah that's my way of wrapping that up does that yeah. sound cool. good to
1: y'all yeah anything else for 31
0: Nope. Okay. Okay. Text
1: 32, Shama Sangeeta. All right, chapter nine. (laughs) Why are y'all laughing? (laughs) It's a a controversial verse. And we're about to get
2: into it. So everyone take a deep breath. We're going to take a deep (laughs) breath in. Deep breath out.
1: (sighs) Okay, let the controversy begin. Okay, chapter nine. No, no, no. Relaxing thoughts, relaxing thoughts. Fine, sure. Lower your guard. Uh, Okay, (laughs) Krishna says, O son of Pritha, those who take shelter in me Though they they be of lower birth, long hyphen, women, <laughs> Vaishas, also known as merchants, and Shudras, also known as workers, can attain the supreme destination.
2: Okay. Should we read that one more time or not? Let, yes. We no, no, read no it. I have yeah, that. Let's read it one more time. O oh, yeah.
1: son of Pritha, those who take shelter in me, Krishna, right, though they be of lower birth, i.e., <laughs> women, merchants, workers, can attain the supreme destination. Okay. So this is a little icky because Krishna is saying that women are of lower birth. Yes. Discuss. <laughs> okay. So and many as things. an all-female podcast, like, it is a little icky. Like, when I first read this without mm-hmm. any context and not yeah. knowing anything about Prabhupada or Krishna, I was like, W-W-T... <coughs> Okay. <laughs> what the Krishna. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: and you I, know? Th- I think it's a good point that we have a unique role that we're on all <clears> women's <throat> podcast, at least for the talent. We have a male producer um, <laughs> and female, you know, uh, social media wizard. Anyway, but we have a unique role that... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was just funny. You had to clarify that Ella was female. <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted so, to include oh, Ella in the dream team. I didn't want her to feel I'm not saying her because she's okay, very yeah. major- It's four okay. women and one dude. So it's like a mo- majority women. Yeah, we're like a matriarchy. So... Yeah, I love that. Yes, that's yeah. accurate. So we have a very unique role and perspective because all of us do feel I agree that when I first read this, I felt a little prickled. a it's little ee-y. like uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like this. So so we all independently have different points to add. I dove into a whole rabbit hole of research and now coming out on the other side, I feel a little better because it's not exact it's not what it
0: seems. Yes. So we're going to break it down for you. We, we're we going to bring all the potential <coughs> thought processes Right, here. We're brainstorming. We are okay? brainstorming. We are exactly. Your book club buddies. We are not right. here to be like, this is what it means. We right. are only here to like for ourselves, understand this better mm-hmm. and also like feel like it makes sense. So right. how do we make right. this make sense? Make it make sense. But we, <laughs>
2: we feel you if when you first read this, it's a little off-putting, right? For yep, all for of sure. us. We all felt that. We felt it. I don't like it. I still don't love it, but then I remind myself of the subsequent research and uh, interpretations of it, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, ah, yes, this is what it means. Ah, actually, it's not that bad now that I understand yeah. it. But don't
0: like it at first. So if you're feeling, <clears throat>
2: eh, we are with you. Okay, see let, let's get to it. Okay, yeah? to yeah.
0: okay so I'm going to start with, there's many reasons. There's many thoughts, there's many translations. So let's start with the translation. Okay. First and foremost, uh, we've done a bit of research and there's been many people who to say that Prabhupada himself said that this particular word, which is uh, referring to, so it says, Krishna saying there certain people, so women, uh, merchants and workers are of lower birth, right? Mm-hmm. And the word for women uh, in Sanskrit Um, has been defined by Prabhupada also as having a different meaning. So, we could say that there is maybe something lost in the translation.
2: Absolutely, because right? it's originally in Sanskrit, so it's not so like "women
0: are bad, lower birth." Right. So yes, Th- there could be more to the meaning. This is not necessarily specifically to women. Right. Now, so that's a good ground rule. Uh, yes. Uh, there is another translation for this word, mm-hmm. which also feels a little uncomfortable. What's that word? Uh, prostitute.
2: Oh, so okay, fun. I think okay. This
0: this is saying um the that uh b- that uh, mm-hmm. prostitutes, merchants, and workers can be considered of lower birth.
1: Wait, so the word is the word Shriya, right? Mm-hmm. shria shriya shriya
0: mm-hmm. is a Sanskrit word. Mm-hmm. And that has multiple interpretations. That's, it could mean... Yeah, it could mean women. It could mean prostitute. And I'm sure there's other meanings that I don't know, but that's yeah. a little bit of the research that we found. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that still doesn't feel so good. No, right, so how it still do feels like... How do we understand... What what is that supposed to mean, mm-hmm. right? Let, let's let's say it like that. What is that supposed to mean? Say what, right? Shyamali, do you want to add something, or should I
2: start the path? Do I don't know what's a better intro. Do you want Sanatan Goswami's thing, and then you start it, or that comes later? Sanatan later. Okay, Sanatan yeah. later.
0: <laughs> don't start
2: Sanatan now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay. 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 Go, ahead, so, go for it, Priya. This is actually something that my sister helped me. Think through. We brainstormed nice. a little bit before. Um, and then we talked amongst the, the uh, team. The team, and yeah. we were like, okay, this kind of makes sense. So. Nice. So, if uh, some of you might or might not know the show Bridgerton,
1: Bridgerton is <laughs> my a mom show on a fan. Bridgerton, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a show on Netflix that's set in like earlier times, right? Yeah, like eighteen twenties, maybe eighteen mm-hmm. tens. Yeah, I think
2: women poofy dresses, carriages. You can picture that. Yes.
1: Yeah, the horses, yes, and yes, carriages. Yes, 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 yes. They're all they're trying to do is marry them off. And like Bridgerton, there's season one <laughs> and season two on Netflix. You can yes, check yes. it out. Okay,
0: so uh, why do I bring that up? Well, we were talking about my sister made a, pon- a point that this is a cultural. Interpretation that this is saying that women, merchants, and workers are of lower uh, birth because of the social ideas of the time, right? right? And I said, "Well, what social ideas are we talking about? <clears throat> what is Krishna's time period set as?" And so, as we were discussing that, we I was thinking about it in terms of Bridgerton, in the sense of the there was very much roles that mm-hmm. people had, right? Mm-hmm. And and if I can big picture put the role is the king is the closest to God. And what that means is he usually has a a lot of spiritual advisors and his role is to bring spirituality to everyone right mm-hmm. now the king dispels that spirituality <clears throat> to the man because that's usually how it goes right the 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 knowledge is passed on from the king to the men yeah it goes to like uh like
1: head of state and they had like do-do-do-do. a social hierarchy back in then. some
0: ways right it's a lot of social hierarchy and women were not in those positions mm-hmm. yeah. so they was, were not in those rooms they were not in those rooms mm-hmm. and so it was basically the man's job after being given this spiritual knowledge from higher sources to also share with their partners with their wives with their sisters like that was their role. Now, not all women if you think about Bridgerton, like when there was like these ladies have uh, that were affluent, right? Like wealthy ladies, they had well-standing husbands of good standing, but not everyone has that, right? So if we're talking about social standing, we're talking about like classes almost right. like middle class, upper class, whatever. And not all <laughs> men had that sort of knowledge so therefore not all women also had that knowledge Mm -hmm. is that am i doing okay so far anything you guys want to add it makes sense yeah
2: yeah no yeah it's just the the social system how it functioned back then women weren't in those positions to receive the knowledge passed down from the king is what i'm
0: hearing so far they weren't in those power positions they were not in those yeah power positions or direct lines (laughs) to power knowledge um, mm-hmm. Information, influence, influence. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. not. They had influence, but in a very different way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody invited them to the party. No one did. They mm-hmm. had their own party. Not that <laughs> we were happy about that, but that's just the way things were. Yeah, that's some way we can see it. It wasn't meant to diminish women. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of how society was divided back then. Right. So if we think about it in that way, I think the context in which we can sort of see it in is mm-hmm. that the they. The people who were workers, the people who were merchants and the women had the less Mm -hmm. access to spiritual knowledge. Mm -hmm. So they were of lower class in the sense that they were not included in the powerful conversations. They were not included in the spiritual conversations. They were not included in all of these bigger picture things. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, because if Bridgerton, yeah.
1: you're talking about 100, 200 years ago and women did not... We can see that women did not have power. They did not have influence. They weren't invited to the same right. conversations where decisions were being made. Right. So imagine Krishna's time, which is 5,000 years ago. Right. Even it's before probably, Bridgerton. Even way before Bridgerton. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean? Yes. So like women were definitely not invited to those conversations. Right. They didn't have power, influence. You know, right. and the That's men right. did everything
0: in that society. And therefore, in some ways... If this is a uh, also potential few words missing in translation, it could be perceived as they were lesser because mm-hmm. they were not in those positions, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and I could say the same thing for workers, right? Like someone power, who's in a yeah. factory, they're not getting that. The, someone mm-hmm. who is uh, selling in the streets, they're not right. So I think mm-hmm. that's a context right. to which see it in. Yeah, I think this goes
2: perfectly hand in hand with Sanatana Goswami's comment on this. Because, you know, Sanatan Goswami did not comment on the entire Bhagavad Gita, but he did comment on this one specific verse, interestingly enough. Because basically, if you think what you're saying... Here in this verse, women are mentioned because of the social impediment to their study of the Vedas in times gone by. So basically, higher birth was measured in, do I have access to studying the Vedic literature, this spiritual literature, Mm. right? Mm. And women merchants, the, the workers, they just, that wasn't their social role. Doesn't mean they didn't have the intellectual capability to, right. but that just wasn't their role. So Sanatan Goswami in his commentary to this verse, he puts women in sudras or the workers in a separate category and says that unfortunately, due to not having access to the study of the Vedas, that's why they were in this category because according to him, the merchants were unfortunate because they were only engaged in mundane work. So if we're measuring higher birth, it's who has access to studying the Vedas. And for me, this was a big key piece of feeling like, like an exhale, like, okay, I could feel a little bit softer approach towards hearing this because it's not like Krishna's saying women are lesser, women are degraded, boo on women. You know, it no. just, It was how times were 5,000 years ago. Didn't mean though, and this could be, I would like to talk about this in a second, but there was some powerful women in the history of the Mahabharata, exalted women, (laughs) women who Krishna put on a pedestal. Mm. So it doesn't have to do with Krishna or Prabhupada's feelings towards, (laughs) chin bump, it doesn't have to (laughs) do with Krishna or Prabhupada's feelings towards women. It just simply had to do with factually higher birth was people, who had access to the Vedas. That's why the Brahminical order, we've talked about the caste system, which the true caste system had nothing to do with birth, but more so your qualities. So people, human beings who were more uh, able to renounce things, they went to the Brahminical order and these were men at the time Mm -hmm. and they had access to study the Vedas and women didn't. And they were great personalities mentioned all throughout the Mahabharata. But so, that to me, how does that make you guys feel when you hear yeah. that? No.
1: So if I'm hearing you properly, right, yeah. Um, it means that people who were just like workers in society, people who are merchants or business people right, and women, they did not have access to mm, spiritual knowledge. Or at least Vedic and, study. Right, right. Vedic study and spiritual knowledge. And
0: therefore they were considered lower birth. Yes. Because right. they didn't like it wasn't. Easily accessible to them. And, and yeah. again,
2: lower birth, just strictly defined by access to studying the Vedas. Access because back then, the kings, like Priya was saying, they themselves were spiritual. So everything was measured on enlightenment, spirituality, accessing God consciousness. That was the highest. So that someone, was like the richest of the richest. Like th- exactly. That was, that was the goal. So we're not saying sophisticated, intellectual. We're not measuring it on other qualities. Yeah. The entire social population was measured by because like, in, intellig- like intelligence intelligence spiritual intelligence like priya said the kings were righteous moral men at the time who dictated and passed down the spiritual information to everyone else so they mm. were very morally just beings so the king's wives already through affiliation with these righteous noble kings, had the spiritual knowledge. They just themselves didn't study the Vedic literature. So they weren't like the powerful men who did study it. The very righteous men who who nowadays times have changed, we're no longer in this era. But I just, to me, that helped feeling like, okay, higher birth strictly factually had to do with who has access to studying Vedic literature. And- yeah. Now everyone does. We live in different times. Back mm-hmm. then it wasn't like that.
1: So so who had access to, to Vedic knowledge was like the kings, the nobility, the brahmanas, the, brahmanas, the priests, exactly. um, but also the kshatriyas, right? Totally. Like yes. the warrior class also because had access to that knowledge. They actually
0: have to use that knowledge in order to be kshatriyas. They uh-huh. have to follow the rules. They the- are, they, they're they are not killing people for the sake of killing. There's very there's rituals, there's rules, mm-hmm. there's guidelines, and it's spiritual knowledge depart- says all of that. Like yeah, it's right. not just...
2: I mean, yeah. doesn't Arjuna to even shoot some arrows? He invokes special mantras. It's it's times where they they're very mystical beings. They're so very s- connected, exactly. So, satrias
1: also they're very spiritual. So, so those people, right? Everyone I just labeled, right? right. The Brahmins, the the kings, the Kshatriyas, all of them had. Um, Spiritual knowledge, but wasn't it also their duty to impart or teach to those three that we're Absolutely. talking about lower birth right now? Because it's they, they're the ones that had it. And then we were kind of like, not we, but like the women and the merchants and the shudras, those are the students of this philosophy, right? right. So there is a power dynamic there where it's like, maybe that is what constitutes as like a lower birth because you're not directly accessing this mm-hmm. right. vedic information Absolutely. right I I think that's an important point because the women of the
2: time they still had uh, a more abundance of spiritual knowledge in one woman back then than in a whole mass of people nowadays because oh, they were say. still so morally. Right. So like you said, it was just simply <clears throat> a power dynamic where they weren't the ones imparting the knowledge. Well, some it's women- like teacher-student exactly. relationship too. So, exactly. So you know what? That's a good point. I would say in a hierarchy, I am placed above my students, not because inherently I'm a better person than my students, just simply factually, the knowledge. students aren't going to start knowledge. telling me what to do That's or they're going to go to the principal. Right. I tell them, What to do. Yeah.
0: Now, if we look at this on the happy positive side, Mm -hmm. Krishna is basically saying, without having to make that little comment, you know, it could have been phrased a little differently. Yeah. But (laughs) Krishna is basically saying that no matter what what position you're in, what birth you're given, no matter what, you Mm -hmm. can still attain Krishna's supreme destination. Right, right. So at the end of the day, like even though it's like it does
1: feel a little... I feel less icky about it now that good. I understand good. a little bit of the Yay. Bridgerton concept, Same. which makes sense, right? Because if you look at Bridgerton, right, and mm-hmm. like that is the oldest things that I will watch on TV because <laughs> yes. like, I can't handle anything that is older than that, you know what I mean? And like the only reason I can watch Bridgerton is because Netflix did a really good job job of producing it <laughs> and the second season <laughs> featured people of color. Anyways, I'm just, I'm tangent, tangent, tangenting. But <laughs> the point is like you can see clearly in, in shows like Downton Abbey and Bridgerton, like the treatment of women and how, um, how they weren't given access to power and knowledge and that kind of stuff. And I can only imagine how it was thousands and thousands of years ago, right? Yes. Times have changed, but I, I, I do find this verse a little hopeful in the yeah. sense that Christian is like, I don't care. I don't care how you were born or what mm-hmm. family you were born right. into. That's like, right. Absolutely. You can come to me. You can find me. You can like achieve, like you can live your life in devotional service and right. finally meet me
2: at the Absolutely. end of your life. Yeah. And you know, basically to also add credibility to all what we're saying, I just found a, a woman asked this writer from, they used to have an old magazine called back to Godhead magazines. Mm-hmm. So you remember yes. BTGs back in the day. So she wrote, why are women here? they seem to be painted as inferior when I, I see many women who become authors, scientists, blah, blah, blah. So the writer of the this whole very well-known magazine said, very similar to what we're saying, and I'll summarize in a second, he basically said, Krishna's referring to this Vedic social system, which was organized to promote spiritual realization. So in Vedic culture, persons who were inclined towards spiritual life and austerity were just inevitably considered more advanced. So, And then he goes on to say, in the present age, however, virtually no one is inclined to practice strict spiritual Mm. practices. So Vedic standards are very different nowadays because we're all, the playing field is very level. There's no hierarchy where Mm -hmm. we have these men, like the noble kings of the past ages that would just spend their whole lives practicing. Nowadays, there's a quote that's pretty well known in this uh, movement that, uh, where was it? I have it written down. My dad was in preparation for this verse. I had lots of conversations. (laughs) But my dad was saying that in this age, everyone is a sudra or a worker nowadays we're yeah. all workers you know so all human beings in Kali Yuga are considered sudras so Brahmanas and other living entities in different ages that they had they, they were completely different kinds of human beings that don't exist nowadays yeah Fair there you are know. no
1: noble kings no like yeah Trump and Biden <laughs> who are giving <laughs> us like this divine beautiful right. Vedic knowledge like no one exists like that anymore so we're all level playing field right because the Gita was spoken if I'm not
2: mistaken is in Dwarpa Yuga. So one of the mm. ages where people, I think <laughs> the, the best, the one people of the best were ages. so good, so righteous. And many stories in the Mahabharata give you an idea of what kind of human beings were on this planet in the time the Bhagavad Gita was spoken. And also many of the ladies in the stories of the Mahabharata were incredible, incredible personalities. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you hear of, of such exalted, we um, should do an episode about just the ladies. We just totally the ladies. Should. <laughs> Because it's, it's almost unfortunate then if some people misinterpret this verse, because there's so many points where Krishna goes out of his way to glorify the women yeah. my even my spiritual master has said before when he was still alive he would say nowadays there are women who are more powerful and intellectual than men so you know kind of like saying like it's all don't don't take it that there's
0: sh-. children that are more powerful and intellectual than men there <laughs> yeah. is i mean it's absolutely. not absolutely like, hamsters like you, that are more <laughs> powerful intellectual than men we, we love men we're not hating <laughs> no 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 men. It's, it's, just, okay. it's a matter of there <laughs> the, it's, it's really an even playing field yeah, absolutely. like it, it, if you're really inclined you can be a scholar right totally. so it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter what race you are it doesn't matter what gender you are mm-hmm. it doesn't matter nothing of that matters it's just whatever your interest is whatever your desire and your you know dedication right. is right that's all.
2: and another example of a strong woman in this uh position Srila Prabhupada mentioned Queen Kunti who is Kunti again in relation to
1: the Bhagavad Gita is that Arjuna's mom mm-hmm yeah
2: I had a brain fart, so I threw it to you guys. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Arjuna and the Pandavas, uh, they had a mom. Her name was Queen Kunti. Mama
2: Kunti. I don't know if that's offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why anyway, would no, it be offensive? Yeah, Mother, She's a mom. Mama yeah. Kunti. Thank yeah. you. Okay, there we go. I don't know, more informal. So Srila Prabhupada mentioned that Kunti Maharani's prayer that women are more... He, he brought up her prayers that, Please, my Lord, help me continue going through hardship so I can always keep you present and close. I mean, mm-hmm. how elevated. That's the Oof. most, the highest standard. And Srila Prabhupada mentions Queen Kunti in saying that, If anything, women are more inclined to vo- towards devotion and more faithful, be- and they can accept this process of bhakti more easily because we're we're just psychologically speaking is it's pretty a stereotype that women are more emotionally open we m- women and men both have different traits that come easily yes. to mm. each one even within i was a communications major and through our different socialization you have feminine communication and masculine communication and they have very stereotypically different roles now you can be a woman with uh masculine communication style right, but right. point is women typically are known to be more in tune with their emotions. In general, yeah. In general. I also
0: think like, I mean, maybe this is speaking off base, but I also think like women are uh, sometimes more sacrificial. They're more nurturing. Mm. They're more compassionate. Like there's these like emotional qualities that come easier. Totally. And therefore those qualities like actually help in the spiritual journey. Yeah. Because because you're more nurturing. You want to nurture others. And that also feeds you because you're more, you know, like all of these qualities that actually... Lead you closer. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's
2: what Prabhupada said to wrap this up. He said the process of bhakti or channelized emotion, women are more in tune with because we are more emotional, which can help further propel us on the path of bhakti. So, you know, you you work with what you've been given. Men can be better at different things naturally, let's just say. so. Like I'd,
1: lifting things or reaching things from high places. <laughs> right? <I> mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think about Strong what Strong women
0: would not like that you said that. <laughs> sure. I'm, just I'm trying to I'm give a compliment. There's
1: one time I tried to give a, a compliment to men and then <laughs> <laughs> It's like they're good at reaching things, you know?
2: Right. <laughs> Amongst anyway, other stuff.
0: There's many things, okay? Yeah, sure.
2: So basically, you know, we've been given this hum, human form based on uh, different suitabilities to practice spirituality and. For instance, I mentioned Brahmanas are ready to live a life so focused to Brahman, to cultivating these things of simplicity, austerity, spirituality, purity, and all these things that, let's say, I don't know. A lot of women maybe want to have more of an established uh, home, a family, things that like naturally maybe we don't want to live on a mat in the Himalayas practicing these Vedic uh, studies. That was very, very. That was the Brahmana's role in right. these bygone yeah. hard, times. Hard pass on that one, <laughs> right? Right. And on the other hand, then for example, those who are not ready to regulate themselves with as much uh, full focus to our spiritual life are the sujas, the workers, and they're not ready to totally harmonize our lives and give up everything like a brahmana for spiritual advancement. So of course, then they're also given a path that they can slowly elevate. So these are kind of the caste systems that I'm going to emphasize again, within this Varnashram caste system, it was based on qualities, not uh, by birth. So you can be born. More by your nature. By your nature. So that's how they divided the whole social setting of this, um, this kind of the context of the Bhagavad Gita that we're speaking about. That's why this comment, it was said, but, One emphasis that everyone in the commentaries that I researched was saying, all of this, bhakti transcends all of this. Mm. In caste systems doesn't even become part of the conversation when we're talking about bhakti. Maybe when you're talking about karma, jnana, all of these different forms of yoga systems that we've talked about, sure. But in bhakti, it's all about the relationship of love from your heart. So none of this even matters. Mm. But it's just talking about what's naturally like, yeah, most women maybe didn't want to live a life of Brahminical renunciation From back then, so they weren't the ones that would study the Vedic literatures, and that's the only reason they were considered of a quote-unquote lower birth, just Mm. because they weren't the ones imparting
0: the vedic knowledge to the masses. Got I think Krishna himself is saying that not, it doesn't matter. Right? That's it. Like yeah, Krishna himself is saying it like it doesn't matter. Like he's just I think he's setting the scene for like we're we're creating context about where this was spoken, who was speaking and totally. how this became like the like who like how society functioned sort of back then. Totally. It gives just perspective into this comment but it doesn't Krishna himself is going None of that matters absolutely. Yeah.
2: That's, I mean, that's 100% the conclusion of all of the articles from different devotees in the movement. We're saying so, if anything, Krishna here is not supporting discrimination, but he's teaching a process that will end discrimination because, like you said, it Ooh, does love not matter
1: mm, full circle. Two yeah. quick points on this uh, you made a good point about like how it is, it does feel really good to be in a woman's body mm-hmm. just in this lifetime because. There is like hormonal scientific things that happen in right. our month, right? Like right. we we are more in tune with emotions yeah. and like nurturing and like compassion and I mean, like that's yeah. very like it's very
2: like saying there's just, no difference between a male and a female body is just it's <laughs>
1: it's incorrect. Come on. <laughs> like yeah, right? On. And I do enjoy that that like there are like I do feel emotionally very connected. To Krishna, right? Mm -hmm. However, the second point is, like, isn't that the whole point of, like, bhakti yoga is Mm -hmm. to forget that we are... Like attached to these labels, totally. Mm-hmm. Like a yes. spirit soul. So like, it doesn't matter for a man or a Absolutely. woman or a carpenter or a lawyer. It doesn't matter. Like none of this stuff matters. Right. I was about to uh, oh. just to say one thing about
2: yeah. you. I was about to preface this verse, but then I thought I don't want to make people nervous. I was just about to say before we read this verse, remember we've been in millions and millions of bodies, and you've maybe have been a man, a woman, an animal. So it doesn't matter. But yeah. it's so true. It, yeah. it, it We're trying to go beyond the bodily conception. Uh, it also
0: made me think. Like, oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. It also made me think that like in that in exactly what you're saying krishna then must be not naming women as in our bodies but more as in a station
1: oh. i don't know if that makes sense
0: but like you know he's saying like merchants like he's not talking about female or male merchants yeah. he's not Absolutely. talking about gender but he's talking about the position and in that sense women's role was to be a woman like mm-hmm. they, they were mm-hmm. mothers they were whatever but in general they were women so maybe it's more of like a title of position oh hundred ah. percent you know yes. what i mean yes 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 yes, like, yes, yes. He's not saying women as in female-bodied. He's Absolutely. saying women as in that population. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, totally. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I like it how you said
2: women as a station because that's exactly what we've been talking about. Back then, the 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 title of woman implied certain social etiquettes restrictions and, things, and restrictions restrictions that yeah. you you wouldn't break. You know. So, yeah, I think I think this all really helps. Uh, contextualize various right, various, yeah. And to give a modern day kind of context to this also in the history of our movement, we've had so many women leading the movement and that's mm-hmm. totally the case. My dad brought up the example of the wife of Lord Nityananda. She herself became an acharya after Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda and all the Goswamis left this planet. She was the acharya or how would you say, what is an Acharya? She was you like the, great teacher? the yes. greatest teacher of the whole movement. And she was a woman. I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty progressive for that time that yeah. it happened in. And we also have ladies nowadays that have become initiating gurus in our Iskon movement, which right. I haven't seen too many women priests lately at the masses in my... my. You haven't or you have? I have not. Oh, so okay. I'm saying it's pretty progressive of our Iskon bhakti yoga movement that women have become initiating gurus. And I don't know, I think it just... Prabhupada had a lot, a lot of affection for his female disciples. Mm-hmm. He saw them as his daughters. Yeah. He loved them. This verse, I really hope no one takes it uh, in a way that it rubs them. It, it can initially rub you the wrong way, yeah. but our goal here is to make you see that it does not show what was in Prabhupada's heart or in Krishna's
1: heart. Mm-hmm. And and Prabhupada like, wanted, like, wanted to make sure that you, you knew that it didn't matter whether you were a man or woman because like Prabhupada was one of the first gurus to give like like priesthood to women. Like women could be on the altar and yes. serve the deities and absolutely. whatnot. There are so many lines, like lineages in Hinduism that still don't allow that.
0: Correct. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he really wanted to emphasize that there's no difference between a man we're, or a woman absolutely. and call We're not this body. Actually... Oh sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. When I was looking up, like doing my own research about this particular text, I I looked for classes that Prabhupada gave on this verse, and that was literally his point. He's like, mm. I I we're all living entities. We are all are souls. Like mm-hmm. I I'm criticized very much so for supporting women to be uh, you know, Brahmanas, but I think we're all living entities and souls and we get to serve Krishna. Like he was mm-hmm. very much mm-hmm. making that statement, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. It's lovely to see that both Prabhupada and Krishna just mean to say we are all. The soul, Mm -hmm. we're not this body and it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. gender, race. None of that matters. We all have a fair shot at bhakti. Beautiful.
2: And if you see it, like Priya, you said like a station, all these were social stations of thousands of thousands of years ago. No worries, because none of those stations exist. Because as we've said, we're all sudras nowadays anyway. We're all workers. So you have the sky is the limit
1: with what you can reach in your connection. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's well said. Anything else on this verse before we move on? That's mm. it.
0: Um, as long as you take shelter yeah. in Krishna, you can attain the supreme destination. Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anything
2: else? No, just that I love the point that this is. If anything, this isn't Krishna causing more um, separation, but it's him trying to cause more inclusion. Uh, inclusion, mm. because we're really looking at also on a soul level.
1: All right, I love
0: it. Well-tackled, ladies. Well yeah, tackled. I, think, oh, I think that, that, was that was a hard one, one. That but, was, uh,
1: but, uh, but I think it makes
0: sense now. Yeah, yes. we hope all of you receive that with as much love and yeah. uh, understanding as we were trying to give. It, I mean, we are not the authorities in this at all. We are just trying to understand it for ourselves, being women, mm. being practitioners of this bhakti philosophy, and just wanting to get closer to Krishna and not feel mm-hmm. that this is in any way pushing us away. Absolutely. Because it's not. Krishna saying... It's possible for all of us. Yeah, and
2: and who are the highest devotees in the spiritual world? Who who are they? The gopis. Who are men or women? Women.
0: Honestly. <laughs> the women. Yeah. Everyone in the spiritual world is a woman.
2: So <laughs> but anyways, it's not about gender because no, you know we're absolutely all <laughs> and um, one last thing, Prabhupada also gave a plate to put uh, his women disciples in such positions of power, not power, but of recognition, because who is the voice that you hear in temples all around the world in the morning greeting of the deities? The Govindam, Mm. Adipurusham. It was, I think, Jamuna Devi. Oh, yes, yes, yes. How does song go? Should we say it for just two seconds? Y'all <laughs> can, yeah. Well, sure. I only love singing. I I'm love like,
1: singing. <laughs> one and two and one, two, three, four. Govindam, <laughs> maripurusha,
2: Anyway, (laughs) that was a woman And Prabhupada did not feel like Oh, women are lesser I can't have a woman's voice Echoing throughout all the temples of uh,
0: the world He definitely empowered so many women To do so many different types of services Whatever their natural indication was Whether it was painting, singing, being a Brahmana Anything that I was out there Prabhupada always That's what I've heard from every Prabhupada disciple He was always encouraging And it it never felt any different. Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
2: And if there are any lingering feelings for the listeners, please send us messages. We yeah, want to respond sure. it thoroughly. And we feel like, I don't know, this clicks for all of our hearts. So if it doesn't click for yours, send us a message.
1: All right. Text right. number 33, Shamali.
0: Okay. How much more this is so of the right... Wait, what? Ah. <laughs> Rewind. Oh, oh, because it's in context of the previous one. So it, it, Osuna pr- uh, Pritha, those who take shelter in me can attain the supreme destination. Okay. How much more this is
2: so of the righteous brahmanas, the devotees and the saintly kings. Therefore, having come to this temporary miserable world, engage in loving service unto me.
0: Yeah, so basically he's basically stating what we said earlier, right? So if if all of these people are able to attain the supreme destination. All of these people, meaning women, merchants, workers, the Brahmanas who have the most access, the devotees who have the most access, the saintly kings who have Mm. the most access to the spiritual Mm. literature. Of course, they can easily achieve this too, as long as they are engaging in loving service of Krishna. Beautiful. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. We
2: just talked about that. Yeah, it's all connected. He's saying the world is temporary, but there's another world that's eternal. The world is miserable, this one, but let's try and tap into the eternal one. And remember, Arjuna was born in a saintly royal family. And Krishna's also telling this to him, take to my devotional service and come quickly back to Godhead, back home. No one should remain in this temporary world, full as it is with miseries.
0: Mm. Love it. It goes to show that even in that age, even in that time, it is sometimes easy to forget our spiritual position and our mm. ultimate goal. And so, mm. so happy to be here remembering it with you guys.
1: Aww. Aww, yeah. And we <laughs> are on the
0: last oh my God. We're gonna do chapter it. chapter
1: nine. Yes, ah! we are. Okay, we can have a few more minutes. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's all right. All
0: right, Priyadarshini, last text. Text 34. Engage your mind always in thinking of me. Become mm. my devotee. Offer obeisances to me and worship me. Being completely absorbed in me, surely you will come to me. Oh, oh beautiful!
2: That almost feels Ooh. like a promise. Like I pinky
1: promise, I got you. Oh, you yeah. know, it's a really beautiful pinky promise. That's a it really is. beautiful right? pinky, so pinky so promise. Sweet. One at a time. Engage your mind always in thinking of me. So just making your life Think what do of we Krishna. say? Krishnized. Mm-hmm. Right? Krishnaize
0: it. Think of Krishna. Become his devotee offer worship and respect to him Mm. Uh, be absorbed in him and you will surely go to him Mm. and he already gave us
2: a reassurance don't
0: worry if you fall down i'm still gonna be here when you get back up just keep trying just keep trying yeah and so basically this is the end of chapter nine and the purport does go and talk about some of the things that we've talked in this chapter Um, Mm. But this is wrapping it up And and honestly This also wraps up The whole Bhagavad Gita In a sense Because This is the message That we're Mm -hmm. supposed to remember At the end of the day We're Mm. supposed to remember To always think of Krishna And never forget Krishna That was it That was it You're like, that's the whole
1: point of the Gita. You mentioned that at the very
0: beginning. You're like, always think of Krishna never forget him. That's it. I I learned that (laughs) a long time ago. I'm trying not to forget it.
2: Uh, I love to think when Krishna holds on to our hands, he will never let us go because it says the pure devotee or any devotee who's trying has no actual chance to fall down because the supreme personality of Godhead personally takes care of his devotee. So he's got us by the hand and will never let us go once we've taken
1: even just that first step Towards him, yeah, yeah. My, my shoes are really slippery. I have fallen <laughs> down a lot, but he's got my hands, so that's good. And we're we're
2: making a link, holding hands all together, yes. going back home. Yes. And I everyone's love that.
1: listening to this podcast. We're holding your hand too. You're holding, holding our hands. hand. Oh, you've got a friend <laughs> in me.
2: <laughs>
1: you've got a friend in me. There's a lot of singing in this episode. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, all so right. anything
0: else? Uh, a few points about yeah, what yeah. it says in the summary. Okay, so Shamily chime in at any time i'm gonna awesome. go through some go of the highlights it. i have so beautiful first and foremost krishna is not an ordinary human being that's mm. something we learn in this chapter he is the absolute truth right? right and absolute truth means he is the answer to all your questions he mm. is um the most powerful the most he's the creator he is right. the substance he is everything and it's a really a little right. hard to conceptualize but if you listen back and go through <laughs> through the text we've learned you'll see all the things that krishna is and has been for us for as as long as we've ever existed, Absolutely. which is always yep. because we're eternal. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And <laughs> the next one, um, we, Okay there are some people out there who make profit out of misleading people and to who, who like they might say like oh right. I am Krishna right. and we have to be really careful of those mm. people because Krishna is not a human person that we are currently experiencing Krishna is mm. in this text speaking to us Krishna is in the temple as a deity representing his personality mm-hmm. but Krishna is the supreme personality of God hidden there's no person that can be You're not gonna bump them into them on the road. Yeah. (laughs) So anybody who tells you that they are God. We gotta be careful. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta be careful. Not that not not that person. Uh. And uh, and we also have to make sure that we are not envious of Krishna. Mm -hmm. Because being envious of Krishna is a really dangerous slippery slope. Right. Mm -hmm. Try to think of Krishna with love. That is bhakti. Yes. And so we're always supposed to remember Krishna. And there's some people who think of Krishna all the time. But I don't know if you remember the story of Krishna's uncle. Mm. Um, who always thought of him, but he always thought of him for (laughs) negative reasons. He was always thinking of him as his enemy, Mm, right? right. Because he was concerned that Krishna was going to be his demise, right? Mm -hmm. And so he was always thinking of Krishna in a negative way, and that only created anxiety for him. And so we have to remember to see Krishna as our friend. Mm. Krishna has our back. Even though there's difficulties in life, he is not the one to creating those. We're creating our own karma, Mm. right? Right, right. Um, that kind of thinking will not help us. One should be thinking of Krishna in devotional love because that is actually bhakti. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Shamla, you want to add something? No, no, that was great. Continue. Okay. All right. Keep going. All right. Um, we should cultivate the knowledge of Krishna consciousness continuously. We should not. Right. Like, even if we fall down, like we said, we keep going. It's okay. We Start keep fresh. going. And the right. best way to do so is by learning from a bona fide teacher. What mm-hmm. does bona fide mean? Legit, legit, legit. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. not looking for those people that are like, "I can make you wealthy." Follow me. <laughs> yes, we're not subscribe. Those <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, we're not looking for those people. We're looking for sincere people. You can see by their qualities; they have the best qualities. They're most devoted. In, like they, they care right. so much about Krishna. They're always speaking about Krishna. They're very selfless. You. There's also an explanation about this in chapter nine. So you can go back and like learn more about yeah, these we talked things. About it. Right? Yeah. We've talked yeah. about all these things. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it says understanding Krishna from the wrong source will provide fruitless. So we mm. got to make sure we understand what a proper spiritual master is. Otherwise, our progress will not be there.
2: Mm-mm. Right, right.
0: And it also says uh, we must pay obeisances to Krishna, make sure that we're uh, lowering our head and engaging our mind, body and activities to him. Yeah.
2: Right? And I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of temples in India and now all around the world to worship Krishna and devotional services practiced there. So you can practice this of bowing down in humility and gratitude anywhere in the world you are. There's no no reason you shouldn't be able to.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite parts of this entire chapter was like, Krishna was like, Hey, if you do this, like, you're a friend to me, and I'm a friend to you. And I think we just need to remember that at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, it might sound dramatic, but the first line of the purport says, Krishna
2: consciousness is the only means of being delivered from the clutches of this contaminated material world. So it's literally the only lifeline that will get us out of this world. And if we realize the magnitude, sometimes it sounds like, Yeah, 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 very nice. And we get back to our real life. But. Mm It's, the only, it's the only way we one. can get out. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, loving God. Yeah.
0: Anything so, else, ladies? I mean, that's it. That was what a beautiful chapter. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed
2: really, this. It's a
1: really beautiful chapter. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for chapter nine. <laughs> we will be back in the next episode when we talk about chapter ten. Beautiful. See love you, you guys time. and love doing this with you guys. <laughs> love it <laughs> too. Yes. Bye.
2: Like, bye. bye.
1: See you next time. <laughs>